You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two sports writers who got our start covering the Chargers for Chargers Domination Live, our Facebook Live show that we covered the Chargers for for six seasons. And now this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked on Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Welcome into the show. Hope you guys all had a great weekend, and especially those who are checking out the show for the first time. We really appreciate it, and to make sure you never miss a show, Make sure to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. Also, if you guys like the NBA, right now we have a giant Locked On NBA Ultimate Mock Draft Special. It's kind of like our draft special, but they have guys like Chad Ford, one of the NBA draft goats, Locked On NBA host Rafael Barlow, and the Locked On NBA host John Corrales, who will all be giving live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm a big NBA fan, so I'm definitely going to be checking it out. But as far as today's show goes, I'm super excited because we're getting into training camp storylines. And me and David were coming up with stuff for the show and realized there's basically an endless amount of things you can talk about because there is so much to be excited about. And to, you know, even if you have questions, like there's so many things that we're going to learn from training camp this season. And we're going to start the show today by talking about what is Justin Herbert going to look like? Such high expectations. A new offense, this is the first chance to see him on the field. I'm excited about that. What will the new offense look like in general? What about Rashawn Slater's contract? Why hasn't he signed yet? So we're going to get into that in the first segment. In the second segment, we're going to talk about just seeing what a Brandon Staley training camp looks like and what Joey Bosa's role is going to be. And then to wrap up the show, we're going a little off the wall. We're going to talk about a kicker battle to the death. So we have to get into that because we didn't get into kickers yesterday on our position battle show. But we'll also get into who is going to be the undrafted free agent that could potentially go on a run and make the roster because we know the Chargers love keeping those dudes. And also, who's going to be the training camp darling that everyone is going to be talking about. So, super loaded show. Let's go ahead and get into it. David, this is such an exciting training camp coming up here. Training camp officially starts today, Tuesday, as you guys are hearing this. But the Chargers won't actually take the field until tomorrow, Wednesday July 28th. That's when we're going to start getting content. That's when we're going to start getting video clips. That's when we're going to see these Chargers and Brandon Staley on the field. But there's so much to look forward to. And I think a lot of that focus, especially right now for me, is on Justin Herbert because he had such a historic rookie season last year, broke so many different records, and now is coming into this season with even higher expectations. We know about the in-house expectations that they're setting for him, right? And he has to try to adapt to another new offense. But he does have experience on his side now, 15 games worth, which is something he didn't have going into his first training camp. And he obviously has the brain, and from what everyone has told us so far, is picking up the offense well. But still, David, getting to go to these training camps like a lot of fans will be able to get to do, like I'm going to get to do, I'm going to be looking at that. I mean, you can't take your eyes off of him, and you want to know how is it coming along in this new offense. Absolutely. And I mean, now, Daniel, we know that Justin Herbert is the king of the castle. There is no debate. 
There's no question about it. He's the number one guy. He's going into it as such. He has a full offseason. He's had a full offseason. Now he gets to go into training camp and get all the starting reps in a new offense. But yes, how could you not be curious about how he is going to look in this completely new offense? I am very excited to see it. I mean, different personnel grouping, stressing out the defense, a better offensive line, a better running game, hopefully a much more efficient Justin Herbert. And there's kind of mixed reviews as far as what came out last year about what he looked like. I mean, if you ask certain Chargers teammates, they will tell you that, you know, as soon as he got on the field, basically, he started making some throws that made people feel like, oh, damn, like this kid could be special, right? You see the hard knock stuff, and that's another thing. No hard knocks this year. No distractions like that, which I think is a good thing for the Chargers. But also... I would love Brandon Staley to get up in a press conference. And I mean, just hearing him at a press conference is now something I can't wait for, which is something I didn't think I would say. Appointment television, but not on television. Yes. But I would love it if he just got up there and said, you know, he's a starter for a reason now. (laughs) (laughs) That would just be great. I don't think we would ever get it. But if he does, I think it'll be one of the highlights of training camp for sure but he's got too much class for that there's no way too but it much would be absolutely hilarious i mean he's taking some shots at john gruden right about being a better college quarterback than him but yeah <laughs> i don't see it happening but it would absolutely be hilarious or just justin herbert saying hey listen i'm the guy now i'm a, i'm the starter for a reason but none of those <laughs> that would things, be gold yeah i mean especially from him that's even less likely but i am interested to see this new offense just in general because we know that from what we've heard, it seems like they're putting a lot, not just on Justin Herbert's plate, but on some of the receivers, maybe potentially on the offensive line that hasn't run this specific scheme. There's going to be a lot to figure out. And for Joe Lombardi, who only has one stint as an offensive coordinator, less than two years as the Detroit Lions offensive coordinator and did not have a good record doing that right or did not have a lot of success over there. He has a chance to do it again this time, David, and do it better. I'm excited to see what these new formations look like, what this new personnel looks like, what guys are getting on the field. A lot to look forward to with Joe Lombardi's offense. Yeah, I think this is Joe Lombardi's redemption song right here. Uh, His second chance, his fresh new opportunity to be an offensive coordinator in this league to show that that last opportunity was not indicative of who he is going to be with the Chargers. And he gets a shiny new Lamborghini and, and Justin Herbert to play with and all of these crazy, awesome weapons. And yeah, they had some weapons with the Saints. They did not really have them with the Lions, but now he has a lot of different options. He has guys like Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, I mean, Donald Parham. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's so many different things that he can do and how many so many different personnel groupings that he can come up with. He can really be super creative and I'm really, really excited to see what this is going to look like. I know this is really going to be important for him to show that that last chance that he had was a fluke and that he is a much better coordinator than that showed. And not many guys get it right on their first try, right? But he did have a guy named Calvin Johnson over there. They had some skill position talent, but they didn't have a running game. The offensive line was so-so, and it just wasn't a good situation. And I think that's The problem and, you know, the thing that gets left out of all the numbers is what kind of situation are you landing in? Because I love this example. Look at Brian Dable. He was the offensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns, the Miami Dolphins, and the Chiefs in 2012 when the Chiefs were absolutely terrible. I think they were 2-14 and that year. Even with all those things, bounces around, goes to college, does a few different jobs, is a tight ends coach for a little bit, 
comes back in a great situation with Buffalo under a good coach in Sean McDermott. Now he was the hottest offensive mind in the NFL last year before this last coaching search, right? And no one wanted to wait for them to get bounced out of the playoffs to hire him, but a huge redemption story for him. He got hired that fourth time to be an offensive coordinator, got put in the right situation, and he looks like a completely different offensive coordinator. So I think that's something you're hoping for with Joe Lombardi. But let's get to something everyone has been talking about on social media, David, and that is why hasn't Rashawn Slater signed his rookie contract? We know, and for everyone who doesn't know out there, the rookies will make the same amount of money no matter what. The picks are slotted. They know exactly how much total guaranteed money they're going to get as soon as they get picked or drafted, right? Yeah. Rashawn Slater is not going to get released. He's not going to get traded. This is going to have to happen at some point. But at the same time, David, it is getting late in the season. You are heading into training camp right now without a deal done. And even though we expect him to be there, which I think is a huge part of all this, it doesn't feel good to have that hanging over your head. No, it doesn't. And it can turn into a distraction. I'm not saying that it is a distraction at this current moment, because I wouldn't say that. And he showed up for all the offseason workouts. He's been present, but it is getting late, like you said. And as of right now, according to NFL.com, 30 of the 32 first round picks have either agreed to terms or signed on the dotted line. So that statistic right there definitely gives me some pause. It gives me some discomfort. I just don't like the way it feels knowing that your first round pick, a left tackle, a guy that you expect to be a integral part of your team is not signed. I just don't understand why. And for me, it is a little troubling. It is. And this is the one thing I'll point out. So Joey Bosa is the last big contract holdout the Chargers had as far as a rookie, right? And the deal was the same thing back then as it is now. You know how much money you're going to get. But One of the things that they were arguing over was deferred money because the money is guaranteed. But when that gets paid out over the life of that, you know, four or five year contract in this case with first round picks can change. That is, you know, left up to interpretation to some extent. This is the thing, though. We knew that about Joey Bosa and why he hadn't signed at that point because of leaks from Joey Bosa's camp. Right. And that's one thing that's good about this. There haven't been any leaks. Right. There hasn't been any bad blood or dirtying the water. I mean, they could not be getting along. Obviously, they don't have a contract done yet, but that's usually the stage where things start getting serious is when these leaks happen and when time is missed. And that's the biggest thing. If he misses time in training camp because of this, it's terrible. The Chargers are expecting him to potentially be their starter week one. He needs every single rep he can get. And he's also been there. He went to voluntary workouts. He went to mandatory workouts in the offseason so far already. I, from all reports, he's going to be at Chargers training camp. So I'm not worried. But yeah, when 30 out of 32 are signed or have agreed to terms, that is a little alarming when it's him and Zach Wilson and that's it. But I do think a deal will get done. I don't think he's missing any games and taking that fine. It'll get done. It's just a matter of when I'm not concerned about it yet, but definitely something to keep an eye on. But we do have two more segments to get into and we want to flip it over to Brandon Staley's side of things. And next we're going to be talking about What does a Brandon Staley training camp look like? And other things we're excited to get to see when training camp comes up on Wednesday. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar. And you know I'm talking about Built Bars. So let's get this part out of the way. Built Bars are great for you. When you get Built Bars, you're getting something that's packed with protein, 17 to 18 grams of protein. And their calories are only ranging from 130 
to 180 calories while only having 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. That is all great. It's going to fit in whatever diet that you're in, but it doesn't mean much if they don't taste good, right? And that's the big thing for me because with Built Bars, I'm getting something that tastes great, 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew, and I'm also getting something that's good for me and being able to change it up a little bit. And that's another thing about Built Bars. So many different flavors to choose from. They just had the Grasshopper Cookie Built Bar out that was kind of like a Thin Mint. That was delicious, but you could go to one of my favorites, Cookies and Cream, Mint Brownie, Salted Caramel, so many different flavors to choose from. And you can get a mixed box so you can try all of the different Built Bars. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So if you guys want to be eating what these athletes in Tokyo are eating, make sure to get Built Bars and make sure to go to Built.com. And right now we can even save you guys some money. If you use the promo code LOCKED15, you can get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word, for 15% off at Built.com. All right, David. Well, training camp is starting tomorrow, and we are very, very excited about that. And somehow, Hallelujah! <laughs> and somehow at this point, we haven't even talked about maybe, you know, one of the top things to be excited about going into this. And that is, this is Brandon Staley's first training camp. And he has been a ball of energy in the very, very limited time we've been able to see him, right? But he's done plenty to kind of get you excited about what the direction of this team is. And I'm so excited to see it. I'm so excited to see his take on training camp. We saw Justin Jones' schedule, right? We know it's going to be jam-packed, Crazy. and I love that, you know, for them. Training camp's not supposed to be fun. You're trying to get the most out of it, and you know he's working with the players as well, right? So I think that's going to get more buy-in from those guys. But just seeing maybe the two-spot practices, right, practicing on both fields, how they're divvying things up, what kind of in-game scenarios they're rolling out in practice, I am really excited to see how Brandon Staley does training camp. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what what the crescendo of how practice is going to be laid out. Like, how are they going to get to things? How quickly are they going to do padded practices? Are they going to do seven on sevens, 11 on 11s? That's what I want to know. I am excited to see what that looks like. I am so happy to see that he has got a collection of just so many different coaches from some of the best offenses in the league, some of the best defenses some of the best college programs in the league, guys that have track records for developing players and just really getting the best out of guys. I'm really excited to see what that looks like in this first training camp for Brandon Staley. And all of the new coaches, right? Because he's one of a handful of guys that have all kind of blown us away. Frank Smith, a new offensive line coach, right? Darius Swinton had a ton of energy. He's not the only one. I mean, Shane Day had a really good vibe to him. I'm excited to see kind of what the vibe of these practices is. And I think it's going to be high energy, and I think it's going to be super competitive. But it is going to be different. The Chargers are changing to a 3-4 defense. That means most notably, Joey Bosa, who is still an edge defender, right, and is not going to change too much. But we could Don't get see it him, twisted. Yeah, we could see him you know, dropping into coverage a little bit we could see some things we haven't normally seen from him so that's another big thing from training camp too is just seeing what that new Joey Bosa role looks like because I know we're all excited to see how Brandon Staley uses him yeah I'm I'm not a guy that's going to put any limits on what Joey Bosa is capable of doing <laughs> I mean that guy is an absolute animal and I just love the way he plays the game and one thing I'm going to just bring up or remind you guys is the reason why I'm not concerned about him in coverage is that endless motor 
He is relentless. He does not stop. He plays from whistle to whistle. And that's why I feel like he's going to be able to pick up this, these coverage responsibilities, however small they may be. And that's the thing, too, is like just because you're saying he's dropping into coverage doesn't mean it's going to be these, you know, him dropping into center field looking to take <laughs> away, you know, a post route. Like it's not going to look gonna like that. that. No, I mean, yeah. it's covering the flats, probably maybe doing something when you think it's going to be a quick pass. He does a little jab step, drops off and tries to get in the passing lane for a slant. He's a great tackler, too. I mean, that's one thing you got to remember. I mean, Joey Bosa, when he wraps his hands around you, you're going to the ground. You know what? It's time. Bold prediction. Joey Bosa records his first career interception in Brandon Staley's new defense. He has a zero so far. You heard it here first. (laughs) Bold prediction. Joey Bosa, one interception. And, like, he he might get it right, and it's not going to be any play that he's actually dropping to coverage. He's going to, like, bat a ball (laughs) up to himself while he's trying to get after the quarterback or something. But... Joey Bosa, first career interception, coming soon. But there are kind of templates, right, of what we can expect from him. You look at guys like Khalil Mack, Von Miller, most recently Leonard Floyd, and what they looked like when Brandon Staley was coaching them. Even Aaron Donald to some extent, because I think he will use some of that for Joey Bosa. But seeing him on the field doing it is something I'm really excited for. But not as excited as I am to see this dude that we're talking about now because we have to mention Derwin James because Derwin James, baby. He is one of the main storylines just for this team. Can he come back? Can he be the all-pro safety that you saw in his rookie season? Because we will know it's going to make so much of a difference once the regular season gets here and once you get into these games to have that dude to deploy out there that no other team wants to see. So, David, can't talk about training camp storylines without mentioning Derwin James, the number one player I'm excited to watch. Come training camp. The prototypical Swiss Army knife himself, Derwin James, the positionless player that every NFL team around the league would absolutely die to have. Yes, of course I'm looking forward to seeing that dude. That guy is a man among boys whenever he steps on the football field. He can do whatever you ask him to do on the defensive side. I cannot wait to see how Brandon Staley is going to deploy that guy. I already know he's going to put him in some great positions to have success. And that's just it. If he's on the field, he's going to have success because he is that type of player. Derwin James is that dude. I mean, he just can do everything he's so good but the storyline is can he make it to this season healthy right what will we see from him when he's in training camp what will that look like for him we know he said he's going full speed but you know brandon staley i'm sure is going to kind of scale that back just for the entire team in general to try to get these guys through but that's a storyline for the whole offseason though keeping these guys healthy and that's another storyline here is can this new sports performance staff come in right away and make a difference. I mean, there is only one way to go from here, and it's up. And they have to be better than what it's been. But can they be the staff that's going to turn around the Chargers' curse to injury luck and keep these guys healthy? And I think at least approaching it differently, seeing how that works, looking at it from a more analytical basis, at least gives you hope that things can be different. And when it's been as bad as how the Chargers have had it over the last few years, it can really only get better, and I, I'm very hopeful that we can see something more positive going into this regular season. But we do have one more segment to get into because one of the best parts of training camp is seeing the Cinderella story. Who is going to be the guy that makes the roster? And we know the Chargers have made a lot of dreams come true. Maybe it's a kicker. And we're also going to talk about a kicker battle, specialist battles coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys, 
that the official betting sponsor of the Locked On Chargers podcast is betonline.ag. If you guys aren't betting on sports right now, I mean, you're really missing out because there's just so much good stuff to bet on. I mean, and right now, the Olympics is going on. So it's like a total betting frenzy right now with the Olympics and everything going on. And you also have baseball in full swing. You have UFC on the weekends to try to make it big, betting on an underdog, trying to find that guy who's going to land that one punch. That's going to win you a ton of money. And the only place to do it is at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC, MMA action. And they also have NFL future bets. So you could be placing bets on the Chargers right now before everyone realizes how good they could potentially be. But if you guys head to the website now or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. That's promo code locked on all caps, one word for a 50% welcome bonus at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, David. Well, super fun show so far. Let's wrap it up in a fun way by getting into some Cinderella story type stuff because there's a lot that we're not going to get to today. But one thing I want to make sure we get into is just some of the training camp storylines that we see every season, right? The long shot who ends up making the roster. Will the Chargers have a kicker they can depend on? And who's going to be the guy that everyone's going to start raving about? Maybe have a couple of puff piece articles come out about them because every year it happens, right? It's just who is it going to be? Oh, we're definitely going to get a this guy is in the best shape of his life article. There is just no way around it. Uh, I mean, more than one for sure. But who <laughs> who is that lucky dog going to be? So let's start with that because I think there are some guys to pick here. I have a few different guys that I was looking at. I don't even know if we're even looking at it the same way. We didn't really go over who we picked for this one. Who are you looking at that you think, you know, that might be the guy that everyone can't stop talking about once training camp begins? Yeah, and I, I, I like the way you phrase that because for me, this guy isn't a guy who's going to really have to be afraid about making the roster. Uh, for me, it's Larry Roundtree the third, And for me, it's because... I know this is this guy is going to get a lot of touches. He's going to get more touches than I think people realize. He's going to be a guy who's going to run in between the tackles. He is going to be a guy that's going to be a third down monster. He is going to get a lot of opportunities to score on those goal to go situations. And I think he is going to tear this training camp up. So I'm going with Larry Roundtree the third. I mean, I definitely could see that. And I think there's some rookies that you can make a strong case for. Josh Palmer, we've talked about a ton. Asante Samuel Jr. is just the type of dude that you feel like people would talk about just because he just has that energy and that, you know, kind of big play ability, ability to kind of just shut dudes down and make an impression on you for sure. He could have a strong case for that. I was looking at it a little bit differently because I think for the most part, you usually hear it about a guy that's been around that now is in the best shape of his life, right? Something like that where the guy's been there last year and ended up being Josh Kelly. It was a rookie. That kind of stole some headlines, and obviously Justin Herbert did as well. How do you not talk about that dude, you know, when he was doing some of the things he was doing? But I was looking at a couple of guys here, and here are the two I like the most. Nazir Adderley and Uchenin Wosu. And I think the reason I'm looking at those guys is because we've seen them. We haven't really seen them either in a full-time role with Uchenin Wosu or playing up to the ability that we thought they may be able to do. In Nazir yeah. Adderley's case, both have a chance to look good in training camp. And I think, especially given their new roles, having Uchen and Wosu have the confidence of being that starter right off the bat, or just, you know, by the time the season gets here, I have no doubt that that's what it's going to be. 
and for Nazir Adderley playing in this new role where you have a coaching staff who are excited to show off what he does well. He's their type of safety. Those are the two guys I'm looking at that could look a lot better in comparison to maybe what we've seen in years past. So those are two I like I'm those looking picks, at. man. Yeah, I mean, I had a couple more too. I think Tyron Johnson's a guy who can kind of steal the show a little bit. And he did that enough last year to make the team and make an impact. Donald Parham is a guy that once, you know, he makes a couple big end zone grabs. I think I want Joe Reed to be a guy. I want. I'm really (sighs) pulling for this guy, man. I really want him to have a you know an opportunity to go out there and show what he can do because he is a guy who's explosive in the open field. And I I just I hope that Joe Lombardi finds a package for him to to really like unleash that weapon. And I think he has the raw ability to be the dude that shows up on a list like this to be the dude that's wowing people who can't believe what he looks like in year two. And I think. Part of that comes because he needed a lot of improvement. So if he made those improvements, if he's putting together kind of what we got excited about for him coming out of college, he could absolutely believe that. But I thought about it and I couldn't put him on the list because I'm just not sure yet about it. But let's talk about kickers, David, because who doesn't love to talk about kickers? I mean, those who go way back with the show know that I get abnormally excited about kicker <laughs> battles and punter battles and how this stuff is all going to go down because it has been kind of a comic, right? It's been a long, bad movie for the Chargers when it comes to kickers because even the good kickers they have come up short in big moments. And you also have the years of just going through the kicking carousel where you have the Caleb Sturgises and the Nick Roses of the world. And you also have the ones that got away like Young Waiku and Josh Lambeau, who are now two of the most accurate kickers in the league and no longer on the Chargers roster. But... This year, we have a legitimate three-way position battle, and I say legitimate because I truly hope that it is. I hope all of these guys are getting an equal chance, and also, if I was the coach, I would be such an asshole, probably, because like I would be the dude that would want to line up the entire team behind the kickers and be like, if you make it, your team doesn't have to do a gasser or like any kind of conditioning yes. or sprints or something like that, and if you don't make it, they do have to do that, because it's like... You don't want to let your team down. (laughs) You can't simulate a real NFL (laughs) game. You can say, hey, we're down two. The offense is scrimmaging. You're trying to run out there and make a clutch field goal. Not the same at all, right? But those are some real heavy expectations if, you know, you're potentially letting your teammates down. I know because I've seen messed up stuff like that. But it's between Alex Kessman, Tristan Viscaino, two guys who are the newcomers. One in Viscaino who has, I think, one game of NFL experience total, made all three of his field goals. And Alex Kessman, an undrafted free agent who, although he didn't have the greatest kicking percentage in college, played at Pittsburgh, so he had to kick at Heinz Field, which is one of the most notoriously hard places to kick. And he went 12 of 18 in his college career on 50-plus yard field goals. So those are the two major guys, David, that will be coming from Michael Badge's job. I'm not going to lie. I wish it was Michael Badge. Like, the dudes love him. He seems like one of the guys. I want him to succeed, but... You also just want to hope that he has legitimate competition and that whoever comes out of this battle is the dude. And you don't have to worry about doing the kicker carousel the next couple of years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Michael Badgley's a swaggy dude. I mean, he he is. I mean, especially for a kicker, which is, you know, grading on an extremely low bar. But you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right about that. I mean, he is a kicker and most kickers are, are very strange. I mean, but he's a guy who seems to fit in and he even had a really cool moniker, the money badger. I mean, that was awesome. It's a gone. Great nickname, but it's been revoked. Yeah. Okay. 
because he lost that because he hasn't earned that. And in all seriousness, the best kicker needs to make this team, regardless of who they are. And I firmly believe with this new coaching staff, everyone has a clean slate, fresh start, and they can truly go out there and win the job. Whoever the best guy is, is going to win the job. And that's what the Chargers need. They need the guy who's going to be the best and has unequivocally been the best throughout the entirety of training camp and the preseason. It has to be a clear-cut guy. Whoever that is, is the guy who I will support. But that needs to be the right guy for the Chargers because this inability to find a guy to lock down that kicker spot has been one of the biggest frustrations for this team for the last couple of years because it has literally cost the Chargers way too many games. Yeah, and it's a big part of, you know, they're losing 16 games over the last two seasons in one score game. So it's played a huge part of their lack of success over the last couple of seasons. And I like Alex Kessman. I mean, field goal kicking in college is just super hard in general. You have the super wide hash marks. So it's really tough to kind of gauge that, right? One of the best kickers ever was a second round pick named Roberto Aguayo that the Chargers actually brought in at one point, right? And he was awful. One of the worst kicking seasons in history of the NFL. And like Michael Badgley wasn't that, that far away from that last year. Hopefully he can bounce back. You want some consistency there, but you can't do it just because he gets along with the dudes. He has to be whoever the best one is. And hopefully somebody kind of pulls away and is the obvious dude at the end of it, right? For the coaches, I'm sure they're hoping that. But hopefully it is, you know, competitive as well. And they get whoever the cream of that crop ends up being. But speaking of which, Alex Kessman, if he makes it, would be another undrafted free agent making the Chargers. And before last year, I think they were somewhere around 20 plus seasons straight of having an undrafted free agent end up making the opening day roster. Last year, it didn't happen. But Gabe Neighbors was added right after basically he cleared waivers and pretty much played every game with the Chargers. So that kind of counts. But either way, David, we know this is a franchise that loves having undrafted free agents, right? And finding value there, getting cheap contracts and finding contributors on those undrafted free agent dollars. That's absolutely huge. And we've talked about the litany of guys from Antonio Gates to Malcolm Floyd to Jaleel Adai to whoever you want to talk about, Michael Davis, and the, you know, as a current guy. Austin Eckler, so many dudes. We know it could be someone in this year, especially with a full preseason. You'll have a chance to make you know a name for yourself, get on the field, and show why you have to make their team. Yeah, I mean, when I'm looking at undrafted free agents and guys who I think are going to make the team, I look at opportunity and I look at deficiency or lack of depth. Yep. So with that being said, I'm looking at Ben DeLuca. And I like the fact that there's just not a lot of safety depth. And he's a guy who, if he shows out and he performs in training camp, he can take that spot. Yeah, I mean, the Rams ended up keeping five safeties on their opening day roster in 2020. The Chargers currently only have five on their roster, including Ben DeLuca at this point. I mean, he's a fundamentals dude, put up a ton of stats at a small school. Brandon Staley definitely has, you know, some love for small schools after coaching Division Three John Carroll only about four years ago, so... That's definitely a good call there. There's a couple. I had Ben DeLuca for sure because of that reason. Forrest Mayer was a guy I'm excited to see as just a little tank, a little beef ball rolling around the middle of the defense. Those big dudes are always going to get me a little excited. And Amen Ogbong Bamiga, or as you know him on this show, our boy Bong. Can he make an impact on special teams? Can he find a way to make this roster as a guy who 
isn't super athletic, isn't super great at any one thing, I would say, but is a pretty sure tackler, was a solid player at Oklahoma State. And if he wants to make the team, he'll have to make a splash on special teams. And if he does, he could improve a terrible special teams unit at least a little bit from last season, along with guys like Ryan Smith and players like that that we know already have been brought in to try to fix that big 2020 issue. But that's how you make the team. Make plays on special teams. Austin Eckler was playing all the special teams when he ended up making the team. That's the one way you do it. The Chargers need to improve special teams, which is a storyline during this training camp as well. So it's kind of all coming together there. But tomorrow, we will start to see the seeds be planted. We will get to see these guys on the field for the first time. I'm so excited, and I'm so excited to be back with you tomorrow to get into more training camp news, talk about the latest of training camp, and also get into guys who you might not think are on the roster bubble and guys who have played you know, and had roles for the Chargers in the past that could end up getting cut during this training camp. So we'll have that and much more tomorrow. But until then, make sure to go follow us on Twitter at LockedOnLAC. You can also find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports and David Drogemeyer on Twitter at DroTalkSD. We post the show to all of our social media, so that's a great way to make sure that you don't miss a show. We also post them on Instagram at Locked On Chargers and also on our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. But the best way to make sure that you don't miss a show is subscribing or following wherever you get your podcast from. You don't even have to just do one, right? You can do Spotify and Apple Podcasts and the new Odyssey app and Google Podcasts. You don't have to stop at one. I mean, they might want you to think that. You don't have to. But the great thing about that, especially with Apple Podcasts, they don't post some of the shows right on time sometimes. So if you have all those other ones, you'll have the checks and balances to make sure that you never miss a show. But we appreciate you guys coming in today. If you want to get on the show and have your voice on the Locked On Chargers podcast, make sure to call the Locked On Chargers voicemail line. The number there is 323-524-7924. And we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show. And we'll definitely be getting into some of those during training camp so we're back with you guys tomorrow to talk about guys on the roster bubble and all things training camp as the chargers get back on the field but until then take it easy and go bolts